podcast of the 2023-2024 NBA season. It's been long awaited. It's been a long off season, and Trig and I are back to talk some hoops, to let everyone know what's going on on in the league, and uh, what are our tapes? What are our tapes on that moment? So let's. We we got the Woj bomb we've been waiting for all summer. I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot going on in the league this summer. Not a lot of you know, not a lot of other podcasts dropping content. A lot of repetitive stuff. You know, stuff that we've already heard a lot about but we finally got the Woj bomb we've been waiting for dame dalla is going to cream city he's going to be a milwaukee buck with Giannis, and there's a lot there's a lot we can talk about really fast it's exciting it's a huge change but we're gonna we're gonna keep it simple we're just, there's a lot of different variables here but let's just start with the bucks and what this means for them this season Yes, yeah, so before we jump into the Bucks, I just want to say the full trade that happened, just so we're all on the same page here. So a part of this three-team trade with the Bucks, the Blazers, and the Phoenix Suns, the Bucks are only receiving Damian Lillard, the Trailblazers are receiving DeAndre Ayton, Drew Holiday, Tumani Kamara, a 2029 first-round pick from the Bucks, which has no protections on it, and two first-round pick swaps with the Bucks in 2028 and 2030. And then finally, Phoenix is receiving Grayson Allen, Keon Johnson, Nasir Little, and Yersif Nurkic. And just like about this trade in general, it's so funny. I'm sitting in the office and someone's like, Dame to the Bucks. I just turned on like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, it's not true. It's not true. I just, I mean, I knew the Bucks were a team that was mentioned, but it was like very light noise. The team that was really picking up on things, obviously Miami was there the whole time. We'll talk about Miami later. But like Toronto was getting a lot of traction. I heard they were very close. I heard they were very close. But they didn't want to sprinkle in OG. They didn't want to sprinkle in Pascal or Scotty. That they wanted to you know, do Grady Dick and picks or whatever it was. And It sounds like they were trying to pull off what they did in 2019 by keeping all their core players outside of DeMar. Yeah, in and, to get and like Miami was doing with Hero. I mean, my, my Hero was a core player, but I mean, Milwaukee truly gave up a star that Portland could then flip for, you know, other things, which we'll talk about later again, too. But just Dame going to the Bucks in general, I mean, obviously, you, I, I consider them my. I'm weary to call them my title favorites, and I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate in a bit here, but not quite yet. But obviously, if two guys I can go for thirty, every, every goddamn night, every goddamn night, and I think one big thing that they were missing, at least last year, was you know the close. I wouldn't really wouldn't call Giannis a closer. And just towards towards the end of the games, I mean, we've seen towards the end of playoffs games, you know, he kind of becomes predictable. He's, you know, he's going to just attack the rim and try to get get in the paint. Or now you have this guy that can just go one-on-one on on the outside, shoot threes, you know, shoot from the mid-range, just go, start one, just one-on-one, just destroying people in the crunch, crunch time. And it's funny, when they won the title that year, Chris Middleton was that guy. Chris Middleton was the closer for that team. And and since then, you know, Chris has been dealing with yeah. injuries. And I think even calling even talking about last year, I think it's hard to 
even give any validity to it. I mean, without Giannis, this team was never going to go yeah, far. Yeah, but, like, and the thing was, I think a big thing that they noticed when that first round series against Miami, obviously Chris was still just, it was a weird season for Chris last year, just coming off his injury, and he just really wasn't quite. He wasn't where, 100%. wasn't where he needed to be by the end of the year, and that showed. And, I mean, Giannis was still getting, like, 25-30 injured, but, like, Drew just, like, Drew wasn't offering enough. And Chris wasn't helping up enough offensive support. It was just offensive because defensively, this team has always been a top of the league. Top, top two, three team. Last season, they had the fourth best defensive rating. And where I am most excited to watch this team is last year they had the fifteenth best offensive rating. Now it's gonna be a lot higher. You're adding Damian Lillard, who is top top five best ISO players in the league. He's efficient. He's a killer. I mean, from anywhere on the court, this guy can score. We've all seen his playoff buzzer beaters in the past. And now you're giving Giannis a player who arguably it'll be his best teammate ever. Yeah, and I mean, he can take possessions off. He can, you, can stag- you can play Dame out there without Giannis. You can stagger them. You can, there's just a lot more options offensively. I mean, and just flexibility towards Giannis. You don't need to keep him out as long any, anymore. Like you can sit him. You can you, keep Dame out in the second team. You can do other things. You can sit him, and you know a lot of the a lot of the talk is. I've seen some people being against this trade. You I'll know, get there. I'm not against it, but I'm. I want to play. I want to play. I want to yeah. talk about the other side of the coin. I mean, the other side of the coin is that. Or no, let's keep. Okay, okay let's keep keep, keep, let's, keep let's, going let's positive. Keep, let's, let's stay positive for a okay, little bit we'll longer. Okay, we'll stay positive. Okay, yeah, yeah. so. Realistically, their top nine guard, top nine guys are gonna be Giannis, Dame, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Pat Connington, Bobby Portis, Jay Crowder, Bo, uh, Marshawn Bochamp, and Malik Beasley. Now, Bochamp hasn't proven himself to be a shooter, but when Giannis is barreling down the lane in the fast break, every single guy around him can shoot the three. Every single one of them. I mean, if you put out a lineup where you have you know, Lopez, Crowder, Beasley, Dame, and Chris out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, th- these guys that are around him are efficient three-point shooters. I mean, if, even just Malik Beasley, who was, had the most threes off the bench two seasons ago. I mean, this is, like, you're giving Giannis already the most, dang- the most dangerous person with the ball when it comes to driving, putting his head down, and going towards the rim. And now he has guys on every side around him that he can pass the ball to. How do you you can't double him? If you double him, it's going to be a three pointer, a three point attempt at least. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how defenses will and like I don't know how defenses will stop this in the regular season. Playoffs are always anything's possible, but I think it's like Dame and Giannis will be able to play this this two man game where there's just going to be matchup. They're just going to create matchup nightmares. Whether it's a bigger guy switching on a Dame, Dame just takes him out of the perimeter, or Giannis gets matched up with a smaller guard, it's gonna be it's gonna be a nightmare. I think um, not not that this matters, but and nor am I buying this game because I don't have a PS Five. But playing two K as the Bucks this next year is gonna be a kids. Yeah, it's gonna be like when kids would play as the Warriors when uh when they got KD. I feel like it's gonna have that same effect of and, oh, what do you how you can you're gonna guard Dame? What are you gonna yeah. Giannis? You can't guard them both. And like you said, I mean, he's never really had a true superstar player next. He's had all-stars next to him. Like, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are, are, are all-stars. He's they're, nev- they're fringe all-stars, but... He's they're... never had an all-NBA teammate. Yeah. 
And now Dame was what? Dame was what? Third team? Third team only because the team sucked. Obviously, if he had a playoff team, he would have been first team. He had, a, he had first team numbers. thousand percent. Most efficient 60-point game in NBA history. Yep. And now you're putting him on a team that a couple years ago won a championship? Come yep. on. So I mean, if so just where this is at, do you have do you have Milwaukee coming out of the East? If you were a betting man today. If I'm a betting man today, I'll pull the Zach Lowe. If I was a betting man, which I'm not. But I am, but I am. But I, am. Um, I would if I'm putting money on it, I would say so. Just because I think Boston is I, I don't know how this KP situation's gonna work. That's on that's the only thing it is. Boston's a fear. We know Dave and Giannis will work. We don't need to we don't need to even wonder. I, I don't think you can I I don't think there's anything to wonder. And it's it's like Boston gave up a large piece for a piece that we aren't even sure about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Injury wise, yeah. fit wise. So that is where I would put Boston or would put Boston below them and then Philly we don't even know what's going on there. But yeah, let's, let's one one last positive about the Bucks before we play devil's advocate. You know, Giannis was in the in uh in the tabloids this summer, hinting at, you know, maybe maybe I uh, don't want to sign this extension. Maybe I want to see what's yep. out there. And Milwaukee made, I mean, it's and that's they would have. Milwaukee knew that they probably needed to do something at the deadline, but I mean, they they obviously saw the opportunity. But like, okay, like I don't think I don't think Giannis is fucking around. Like he's gonna leave us if. We don't make a good run this year. Drew Holiday's aging. Chris Middleton's aging and injury prone. Like we gotta make a move now, and, and they no, did it. And also, no one's really gonna sign with Milwaukee, even no. though Giannis is there. I mean, who's who's been their biggest free agent signing? Um, literally just re-signing Chris Middleton. <laughs> yeah, like I, like even, like ever in there in the Giannis, Brooke Lopez is probably the biggest signing they've had. In was yeah. he was he signed or was he traded? I'm not. I I, don't, I I think he signed. I think so. Yeah. Regardless, no one's signing there. Sadly, small market teams still don't have that. But like advantage. Brooke also like wasn't a defensive player of the year when he went to Milwaukee. He took like a huge leap. He so did. that's like that's like kind of a, like a skewed variable there. Hey, all time leading scorer and that's history. True. So I don't. Yeah, take that, Chris Humphreys. He's he's. <laughs> so now the Bucks are the first team. This Bucks team is the first team in NBA history to have three players on the team that lead their franchise have led their franchises in uh in points. That's cool. Dame Dame with fun fact of the pod today. Fun fact with the pod. Well now let's play the devil's advocate. Ooh ooh I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay well let me just let me just tap tee me it in, off. Tap me in tap me oh, you in wanna coach. go? Tap me in coach. Okay, tap okay. me in coach. You're in you're in Ray Mysterio. Ugh. I feel I feel corny doing this because I think the only other person to like really play devil's advocate on TV was Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless, yep. So it makes me feel a little corny. But, like, I think it's a valid argument. I, I think we say I just like looking at both sides of the coin here and just kind of, you know, scoping them out. So here's my question for you. Is Dame's pure offensive ability enough where it overlaps what Drew brought playmaking-wise and on the defensive side of the ball? Okay, so I'm going to take this in two parts. I love the question, by the way. I like how we're starting off this new season with you firing some questions back. Yeah. I like this. This is good. Okay, so offensively when it comes to his playmaking, I feel like Dame last season showed a lot of power in his playmaking on a team that obviously pales in comparison to the Bucks roster right now. So do I think 
different offense though. Giannis does start the ball, like start possessions with the ball in his hand a lot. That's why he gets like six assists tonight. I do think playmaking wise, he can be as good as Drew and potentially better. When it comes to defense, I don't think his offensive ability will make up for like 100% what they're missing with Drew. Because right now, they lost Drew Holiday, who's a top 10, you could say better, defender in the NBA. If we're talking just perimeter defense, he's top five. And I don't think that's even a question. You also lost... I think he's the best defender at the point guard position in the NBA. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah. Marcus Smart just won Defensive Player of the Year, but you know, he on had... a night-to-night basis, year like consistently wise throughout the career, I would just, I would say Drew Holiday is my number one. Couldn't stop Jimmy last year, but no, I completely agree. It's and... another very valid point that we can get. And to they also lost Grayson Allen, and yes, everyone knows every, not many people like Grayson Allen. You know, he kicks, he flails, he he trips, but he's also a very confident, competent, strong defender. That's kind of his yes. calling card in the NBA, being a defensive-minded player who can stretch the floor with 40% three three-point shooter, too. So it's like... And they already lost another one this summer in Carter. So they lost two Javon of their Carter. best... They lost two of their best shooters already. I'm not worried about the shooting, per se. I, defense is what worries me. Is really just perimeter defense. Because at the end of the day, Giannis and Brooke are still going to be in the front court. Yep, they're interior defenders. Yeah. And if... Guys might be able to get off. There's going to be a lot of step-back threes on this team. Like, a lot of guys are going to shoot a lot of threes against this roster. But if they're going to the basket, they still have to deal with the same two guys that were there last season. Yes. And the other thing is, you look at last year's playoff series, you know, Jimmy just, I don't think anyone was guarding him. Drew Holiday couldn't even guard him. Jimmy absolutely torched him. And Dame is not (laughs) nearly as good as a defender. I mean, yeah, you can, let's hope, you know, Chris is healthy and you can throw Chris on him. But at the same time, it also gives you, having Dame out there gives you a little bit more flexibility in being like, hey, Giannis, you need to go guard the best player on the court right now. Because, you know, you can count on Dame. You have someone that you can count on offensively going to get you 30 a night where, like, where Giannis needs to exhaust more energy on the other end of the court. You know, that could also maybe make up for that loss there, too. And I think this team is really, and what you're saying, this team is built for the playoffs. Because in the regular season, I don't think they'll have as much matchup issues in terms of who's guarding who. But come playoffs time, it's going to be, okay, who's guarding Tatum? Who's guarding the best player we're going against? And it's going to have to be Giannis. I mean, it's probably going to have to be Chris Middleton, to be honest. You really need to count on Chris Middleton staying healthy this year, in my opinion. You need to hope he has a good, healthy but season. But their, their best perimeter defender now is Giannis. Unle- yes. Unless Jay Crowder ends up somehow playing like he's three years younger. I mean, he just, they didn't even play him last year. I don't know what that was about. I would say that was more, he kind of was brought in late, and there must have been some issues yeah. coaching, and they just didn't figure it out. But now they have a new coach, and I would be shocked if Jay Crowder is not in their in their rotation. Yeah, and I mean, I still, like I said, I still like them coming out of the East. I just, you know, I think they got a little thinner. You lose, like, You've already lost one really good role player this summer. Guy that started for Drew Holiday a lot and played really well when he was hurt. And Grace Allen, you're starting two guard. Obviously, a great the great three and D player. And Connington, Connington's a he's a, he's a solid guy. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, he's a good shooter. He's a competent defender. I just that bench unit to to outside of Bobby Portis that 
bench unit's a little thin. I think they gotta make they gotta make a couple more moves. They really don't have a backup point guard yet. I was just gonna say I've seen uh, I saw uh, Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> like, Isaiah, Isaiah you, Thomas. Do you need a backup? I mean, I there are a couple. I mean, okay point guards out there. I mean, campaign. I don't think is on a roster yet, and I don't Why think. Do I feel like he is. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I forget. I forget. I mean, I don't. But I don't either way, he, there'll be. They'll good, be. They're gonna go get a point guard before the trade deadline ends. There'll be good vets that are gonna want to. Like they'll probably be a big buyout market team. There'll be good vets that want to go win a championship with this team. Especially a backup point guard. Maybe maybe it's Derrick Rose if he gets bought up by the Knicks. Ooh, it's a good one. <laughs> um, but just like kind of closing. On this, it was funny because, you know, the All-Star game that one year when, when Giannis picked Dame over Drew and then the tweets about talking about, like, how you go play with Giannis. Apparently that, I mean, Dame was about to, re- like, like rescind his off like, his trade request when he couldn't go to Miami. But they're like, Portland GM was, like, too late, you know. You can't, I, you're not coming back. Yeah, which I totally agree with that. No, fuck you. Um, respectfully. And, like, there's just a lot of, like, cryptic stuff going on. Apparently, his agent was saying, like, was like, don't let this out. If I can't go to Miami, I'd be okay with Milwaukee. Or Brooklyn. He's, he mentioned Brooklyn, too. But he's like, just keep it on the DL. Yeah, yeah, Just to kind of... I, I mean, that's this is all reports, too, so it's tough to... Read. I mean, his agent openly said that. Okay. His agent was, like, on television talking about that. So that's, that's like, I mean... Because I feel like Portland almost didn't want to trade in Miami... Just to stick it to him, I don't. I don't think. I think they didn't want to trade him to Miami because Miami has nothing to offer, of value. They had the better picks. I mean, they had more picks to offer. But I would rather have, and we'll get to this. But I would rather have DeAndre Ayton than Tyler Hero. Yeah, if for I'm, their, if for I'm their the, team. If, yeah. yeah, if I'm the Portland Trailblazers. And Phoenix was like one of those. And you get rid of Nurkic. I mean, I think that's it's a big one. I think I think that's the best trade they could have done. I don't, yeah, I wouldn't have done. I don't. Jaime Vaquez, whatever it's yeah, like. Jovic and you know picks here. I don't know. Send here to a third team, figure it out. But that's such a that's such like a that's pennies on the dollar. This is at least like you know you got fifty cents on the dollar with this. And trade. you're gonna be able to get value a like good value back for Drew Holiday too. I think that was that was like one of the big reasons why Portland's like yeah this is, you know we got these other two picks and there's a team that might offer one maybe two first round picks for Drew as well on top of a young player like. There's more value to come out of this trade. I would like to say one last, uh, one one last thing about Dame because we probably won't talk about him after this. Um, Are you dropped this track? I I am incredibly excited to watch Damian Lillard play for a title contender. Watching him and CJ grow up on the court together, and two guys undersized, not scouted well in college. You know, make it to the league and ball ball out together. You know, they had a couple good runs, and you know they were going against the best lo- team ever yeah, created. They it's- lost in that Western Conference Finals to a yeah, understandably so. So Quick I'm five games, and you know, and Dame was loyal, and I I don't yeah, I think this whole I think the sourness of this summer in terms of the whole trade demand and everything, it was messy. I think I think in I think in a in a year in two years. Especially in five, no one's gonna even remember this. Everyone's gonna just remember Dame for how well he played for this team, and they're really gonna remember him for the potential championship that he brings to Milwaukee. I mean, he had a he had a request, build a team around me. They 
didn't do that. And yeah, he was loyal for 11 years. I mean, shit, I'd want out too. I was begging for him to ask for out. I'm like, this is not interesting. <laughs> this is not interesting. Like, I, I fuck with you, man. I don't want to see your talent just get wasted with this dog shit franchise. Like, get out of there, man. Free my guy. Well, let's uh, let's move down south. Let's go to Arizona. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. So, and they were. It wasn't until like two, three days ago where people started mentioning Phoenix as a third team, and talking about how they would take Nurkic. And I was like, that was, and that was really just a blessing in disguise for them too. They kind of just figured it out the last minute. They're like, oh shit, you know, um, we were kind of stuck with keeping Aiton, and. I mean, and they, we can get rid of them. <laughs> and I think the writing was on the wall for Aiton, even even back to last season, especially after this Bradley Beal trade. They need to they need someone less money on the books. Yeah, and I it's think like what's I the think, point of having Aiton there as as you know as a guy that's still really young wants and the ha- ball has promise like he'd be the fourth option. He, and he wants the ball too, and he's a solid scorer, and he proved that he had very good playoff runs with Phoenix. He, he's a big reason why they made it to the finals. Um, let's start with the positives, and then we can play Dello's advocate again. So positives, I think Grayson Allen and Nasir Little are going to be great additions to fill out this bench depth. Yeah, and, they're going to play. They're going to play big minutes too. They'll, be, they'll play big minutes, and they will definitely be a part of those playoff lineups. Nasir Little has been a solid player, and yeah. he's just been in. He's still really young too. He's only like twenty three, twenty four, isn't he? Yes. So I think Nasir Little, I think a lot of people are going to see how good Nasir Little is. And I'm glad for him to get a... Uh, yeah, he'll actually have like a good good people to learn from around around him. So, And then Grayson's just a guy you can just plug in anywhere. He'll, plug be, in he'll anywhere. do his thing. So, I mean, Phoenix looks deep on paper. They look really deep. They do. So another positive, um, I will say Aiton is better than Nurkic in a vacuum. In a vacuum. But on this team, Nurkic will be a better fit. Because with this three-headed offensive dragon, they need a guy so he's just gonna get rebounds. Who's just gonna get rebounds? Will set screens, and he's the, not gonna demand the ball. Be the offense. bouncer in the club. He's gonna be the bouncer. They need a big. They needed a Nikola Pekovic. Yeah, and they got the Nikola Pekovic, <laughs> and I think it's gonna be. It's a better fit for the team. I mean, you made the point about him probably guarding Jokic a little bit better, just in terms of like size. I've I've thought I've watched I've watched some film. He's on a positive that. rated defender. He he was uh his defensive plus minus was positive. Um, he's a big boy. Just about every year with Portland. He's a big fucking boy. He's a big guy. He's arguably a better passer than Aiton was. Um, I think he's, I mean he's European. I think he understands ball movement just a little bit better. Yeah. When it comes to defense, I'm not entirely sure who really the better defender is. Because Aiton did a really good job of, of defending these past couple playoffs, guarding AD, guarding Jokic. He did he did he did pretty good. I mean, he did okay on Giannis. I mean, I I don't think I don't think Nurkic is like I don't think they're, Nurkic is coming in and they're gonna be a top ten defensive team. Like I don't think that's no. what's happening. I think they made the moves really for the offensive side, and they're hoping that they can see the Nurk from like 2018, 2019 season when they made that deep run. And he was really just a. He was that big boy in the paint, and he was hard to get around. He was hard to jump over. I mean, you're not getting like the 17 points per game, but yeah. No, they're they're hoping to get the defensive side. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any other positives for the Suns that you want to jump? I don't into? really. And I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot of negatives. I mean, you're you're trying to like get to like. 
I'm interested to see what you hear to say about like the negatives. Obviously, like, DeAndre Ayton could turn out to be a great player. You know, it's still like he's he's obviously shown flashes of that. Okay. But for this team, it just didn't make the timeline for him and the fit here didn't make sense. I felt like Phoenix only got deeper. They got less. They have less money in the books now. It just feels like a total win for them. I, I think. Okay, so here are my negatives. Um, mainly because I think they had to get rid of DeAndre Ayton. It really makes you think. You know, a year ago when that maybe it was a Miles Turner offer, you do a swap. I think that looks a little bit better than Nurkic. Oh, yeah. But I think the the big negatives that I see is that Nurkic has not been a healthy player in his career. Of the 10 seasons that he's had, he's only played more than 62 games three times of his 10-year career. That is 30% of the time he plays more than 62 games. That's why you got (laughs) Okay, thank you to my next point. The center depth that they have on this team is... (laughs) The guys that they have behind Nurkic will be Drew Eubanks... And Bull Bull. Bull Bull, who, I mean, I don't know if, if we're banking on Bull Bull minutes at the five. Um, Drew Eubanks is a serviceable center. You know, he's a he's a solid player. He's a good IQ guy. But if, if, if Nurkic gets injured for any long-term level or if he misses some games in the playoffs, having to start Drew Eubanks against any team in the West... Seems really tricky. No, you'd actually go just total death lineup, and you'd go Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Beal Grayson Allen, Bull Bull, Kevin Durant, just full-blown swing in on the outside. Swing it, swing it, swing it, swing it, until someone's eventually open and someone just rips a corner three. I just don't see that not working. I just don't see it not working. I think if... if you just play Katie at the five. If Anthony Davis doesn't want to play the five, Kevin Durant does not want to play the five. You don't even have anyone in the paint. Everyone's just on the three-point line. You just keep swinging and keep running screens and just yeah, like every, until someone's eventually open for one. Every Western Conference team has a center. So it's like I just don't know how that would happen on defense. So I guess my biggest worry, the only downside is is Nurkic's health. And and I guess, yeah, I, just, I, I was mean, just kind of writing about That's how, what the buyout market's for too. I really wouldn't be too worried about it. I think Phoenix would be one of those teams on the buyout market that would probably go – pick up a big yeah go sign Dwight Howard he should be on a team Dwight Howard should be on this team why is he not Bull Bulls on this team why isn't Dwight Howard on this team I don't know why Dwight Howard didn't get signed by the Warriors but whatever um he's, he's making 30 foot threes in Taiwan right now come on that's that's he's in great playing shape it's better than Rudy Gobert can do he was like it wasn't like people forget it was not that long ago where Dwight Howard was a starting center on a championship team yeah D- defending people forget the, the, the people are M- so quick to forget and disrespect Defending the two-time MVP Nikola Jokic, like it and was, he played great. Um, I oh, guess I love Dwight Howard. I do too. I should have been a top seventy-five player. Absolute disrespect. Such a snub. Like the fa- getting blackballed from the league. I don't, I don't even know why. He's he, he's I, in great playing shape. He's he's killing it in Taiwan. He's probably having the time of his life out there. Let's be serious. And I mean, dude, like who the Drew Eubanks. Come on, don't you cannot tell me that Drew Eubanks is better than Dwight Howard is right now. I don't believe that. I don't I don't either. So that's really the only it's really center depth behind Nurkic in the potential and I would bet eventual injuries that come with him this season. So that's really the only fear. because I mean Aiton's a healthy guy. I didn't I haven't looked up his 
per season how many games he played, but I don't think he's had a serious injury. If anything comes to your mind. I don't think he's had any serious injuries. He's been a healthy player. This move makes sense moving long-term, but I do think if any issues arise, it's because he gets injured and Drew Eubanks is, is starting in the playoffs. <laughs> well, let's move on to... Uh, Couldn't even imagine. Uh, all-star, all-star, all-star Drew Eubanks. <laughs> Drew Eubanks. Josh Kogi. Yeah, let Josh Kogi start at the five. I'm here for that. Why not? Houston, let PJ Tucker do it. Why couldn't Josh Kogi do it? I mean, he's a little undersized, but I, I'm, I'm here I for mean, it. I mean, him and PJ are technically at the same size. Obi-Wan Kogi. I'm here for it. Yeah. Put him in. Um, these are not the droids you are looking for. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the Trailblazers. And first and foremost, I want to say I love Aiton on this team. He's just 25 years old. He fits the timeline with Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, and Scoot Henderson. And they Portland's, need, Portland's building. They're they, building. They needed a young guy to like. They don't have any. They didn't have any young bigs. And Jeremy Grant is there, and he, we'll see. Might what happens. be on the move at the deadline. We'll see. He's a big contract, but I wouldn't be shocked if he gets moved somewhere. But I do just like the fact that they got a big who should have a solid share of the offense. You know, there's no reason he he can't be a twenty and ten guy in Portland this year. He I, yeah. I don't see a reason the, why he couldn't be. The the floor is there for him to score, to show off his potential, and to show why he was on a a team that made it to the finals. And this yeah. can kind of become his team, so to speak. Yes, he's sharing it with some young guys, but I, he's... I he's, mean, I think Shaden Sharp and Scoot are much better players, but yes. Long, yeah, eventually, right now. Yeah. I mean, I think... I mean, more importantly, just like you look at, you look at, you have Sharp, you have, um, you know, you have Scoot. I don't know what the, Simons. I don't know what what's going on there. They've all they have the three three guards. I think Sharp and Scoot are for sure the two that you like have as building blocks. Yeah, but let's not and forget. Then you so, have Aiton, and again, you yeah. just added like another like long term building block. Like you can f- feel comfortable with him at twenty five, being like, this is the center we're gonna rock with for the next few years. Like, I think as a rebuilding team, I think that's a great move. And you move off of Nurkic, who was getting older. That was, that was going to be a hard one to get rid of, too. I thought it was going to be really difficult. Um, watching his play the last couple years, at least in Portland. I mean, Portland's just been, like, a sad team to watch. And Nurkic did not make it any any better. So, yeah, I think I like, I like him on this team. And most importantly, now they have Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday... The trade has been finalized, so there won't be a quote-unquote fourth team added to the deal. But it is very well known that Drew will be traded in the next week. So expect another Woj bomb in the coming days. Uh, I could see maybe it lasting a little bit longer, but I don't think Portland wants to go into the season having Drew Holiday on the roster. That's just, that's just, that's just we too, talking Drew! That's just too many guards. To have no, one they're, team. they're they're already talking to teams. They yeah. they made it very clear they're moving from Drew, and this is why that's like what makes his trade more valuable. I think I think the big thing was Portland getting Drew, obviously not for the player aspect of it, because you have another player that you can go trade for two more first round picks and a young player. Drew's that valuable to a championship team. He's that valuable. Where like if you get Tyler Hero, it's hard to find a third team that wants him. It's gonna be very difficult. With his, like, I mean, just, he's, I mean, I, and I like Tyler Hero. I think he's a good player. It just would have been difficult. Uh, yeah, not, I don't like, think the, it's very difficult, but uh, Drew will be a, 
Every, Easy. Every Boom. team. Teams in, are going to jump. Every team in the league sh- is probably having a meeting about Drew Holiday. Absolutely. Every team, except the Phoenix Absolutely. Suns. Like, you're not going to find that with Tyler Hero. You aren't going to find that with, like, like they could have got Grady Dick, from, Grady Dick from Toronto, which I don't think would have been horrible. I honestly would have probably rather done that with, over Hero just because, like, Grady Dick's still on a rookie contract. He let him develop. He could probably just pop him over at the three and let him start. Like, cool. Um, but you got, yeah, you got a guy that you can trade for real assets and kind of just like transitioning into there, a team that transitioned to a new team, a team that probably may need to make a desperate move for him. And Portland kind of owe, might owe him that at least is Miami who, you know, you let go, you let Vincent walk this summer. You yeah. let Max Struess walk this summer. There's two starters on your championship team. Yeah. Gone. You didn't add anyone because you're what you can't like. You can't just add people. Well, yeah, they added Josh Richardson. Okay, they got yes, you're right. They did add Josh Richardson, which I think is a good pickup. That's yeah, a good pickup. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. And because you really couldn't sign anyone because you're thinking Dame's gonna come here, so you're yeah. saving that contract money. You're you're saving that cap space for Dame to come for him to ultimately not come. Like how you thought Bradley Beal was gonna come. How you thought Donovan Mitchell was gonna come. How you thought maybe Kevin Durant was gonna come. Like the list goes on and on. Like and people like give shit it was funny because people are like giving shit to pat riley and whoever else is in the front office and like it's funny because kyle kuzma tweeted about today he's like they literally went to a championship this year they went to the finals this year and they went to the finals two years before that so like i mean they're not closing a deal on these players but you know they're they're going to the they're, they're making playoff runs so yeah i don't think you can't i mean spolster is one of the best coaches in the league jimmy yeah. butler and bam are a dynamic duo i i do think it might be time to start a dialogue. About? I think a dialogue needs to be started about Pat Riley and his future as the lead decision maker with the Miami Heat. Um, you hinted at it. So These are the lists of players. Do play- you think Spoltra's, Spoltra's coaching impact is that good? Where, like, Pat Riley's decision making just, like... I mean, okay, Pat Riley is a guy that gets players to come. Yeah, he's always trades. he's always had success doing it. He's, he's just he's had a streak of and bla- bad I'm, luck. I'm gonna list all the players that had ties to the Heat and were interested, and it never worked. Yeah. So recently, of course, Damian Lillard mm-hmm. bumps. Before that, it was Bradley Beal. Yep. And he went to the Suns. Before that, there was Donovan Mitchell. There was Chris Paul. There was James Harden. Zach Levine, and even Kyrie Irving this past year. And, of course, alongside the big one, Kevin Durant. All these guys, you know, Miami Heat had interest in, per reports from all the NBA Twitter moguls. I mean, I got interest in a lot of women. I got interest in, you know, the Jenners. You know, Kim K is pretty nice, too. Sydney Sweeney. I, can, I mean, I can. I, the list goes on, but, you know, I'm single. If you're still listening, I would stop. <laughs> right I have interest. I have interest in a lot of women, a lot of different people. But yeah, you know? but, yeah, okay, but you're not the Miami Heat. Like we're talking about living in Miami, built like playing alongside. That's just Jimmy how the Butler. cookie crumbles, you know. Sometimes you don't get what you want in life, and you just have to accept it. Yeah, but this guy's. This is like O for seven, O for eight on big name guys. That you would think would be interested in playing for Miami, playing with Bam. Yes, and I'm Jimmy. 0 for 3 on women that I thought would marry me in the last year and a half. And here we are. Uh, we I have, haven't even been drinking tonight. It's just that time of the, the podcast where I start 
oversharing. It's oversharing o'clock. I, I don't know. I just think <laughs> I think that a dialogue needs to begin about Pat Riley. No one doubts what he's done for the league, what he's done for the Heat. I mean, hey, he came back from from his position to start coaching, and he won the 06 championship. Like he's he's an undeni- yeah. undeniably one of the best coach manager coach slash general managers to ever be a part of this association. I don't think we're quite there yet. I think it'll happen soon. I think when Jimmy's reign is kind of coming to an end, I think that's where I could see it happening. But he, but okay, again, let's let's go back. To, he has a chance to rewrite this. Because Jimmy's what, 33, 34. Bam's still young, but your best player Jimmy's is. Jimmy's 34, yep. Your best player is approaching, you know, that time when you need to start. You either are winning a championship and or you're trading. Let's be him. serious. We like, we see Jimmy's lifestyle. He's not playing in his 40s. Jimmy's going to play out through his last contract and be done. Mainly because of how hard he plays. Yeah. I don't think his body can handle playing until he's 39. I mean, dude, he's, he's out in fucking Turks and Caicos playing cards, smoking cigars, man. That dude likes to live. He's not, play, he's not playing past, like, 38. There's no well, way. he's not, like... Okay, so regardless, they need to make a trade. They need to get someone to come play with them. And I could not imagine a better fit for the defensive juggernaut that yeah. has been the Miami That's Miami Heat culture right there. That's Drew Holiday. Then Drew Holiday. If you put Drew Holiday on this team, they are right back in there with I think, the Eastern Conference champions. And I think so too. I, I think like yeah, you lose out in Dame, you lose out in a phenomenal player. But I think getting Drew Holiday puts you right back where Ar- you need to be. Arguably, I think Drew Holiday is even a better fit on the Miami Heat than Damian Lillard. Yeah, I would agree. I think he I think he's better for the culture. That is the Miami Heat Dude, defense just, first. Imagine just like just Jimmy Bam. Oh my god, Jimmy Bam and Drew just And Bam like unlike a lot of bigs, Bam can go guard anyone he wants. He can guard anyone and then you have the ghost of Udonis Haslam like Yes. <laughs> he's in there bringing positivity. That should be Pat Riley's predecessor. Uh, that would be cool. There's my best That's, take of the night. That would be really cool. I mean, I'm actually looking for an internship uh in the front office. So Pat, give me a call. Um I don't know. I think I think that would be the way to go. If you can get Drew, you really kind of tie up this offseason with a, hey, you know, we swung, we missed, but we still we still hit a home run. And if you're able to make that happen, I think Miami Heat fans should and be... And you could keep Hero in a Drew trade. You would. It would just be... It would be... You can just... You might have to give up that... Ideally, you don't give up Jovic. Ideally, ideally, you give up that other rookie and maybe like two first-round picks. I don't think they have... No, they do have picks to trade. They, do, they were going to offer... Portland or Portland three in a trade in a pick swap. Yeah, they have they have the picks. I think so, get, trade the picks. And at, Jim, at this like point, you, like you said, Jimmy's thirty four. Like you got to go all in right now. And Drew Holiday's that guy. Like a starting lineup with Drew Holiday, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Caleb or uh, Caleb Martin, Bam. Like that's that's solid. I, I, I think they're better than Philly. Kyle I think they're Lowry, Kyle as good, if not better than Boston. They might have to trade Kyle Lowry a part of that trade just to make the yeah. money work. Oh. But at this point, Portland doesn't want players. Like, yeah, they want they would take a young guy. They but, would. But they want about, picks. But they'd rather have picks because they already have their center position filled. They have three guards that'll they'll, take up the one and two. They'll probably be able to get a first-round pick for Jeremy Grant if they trade him at the deadline, too. So really, they want guys to play that three or the four position. And, I mean, there's really not many teams that would trade for Drew that have a young guy who plays the three or the four that they would even be willing to get rid of. 
that Portland would even want. <laughs> Unless the Bulls make a desperate swing and trade Pat Williams for Drew Holiday to pick, <laughs> which I can totally see it. That's not, that's a, a complete a complete desperation move from the Chicago Bulls. Because like we want to start talking about the other teams that are interested in Drew. The Bulls are on that list. They've Bulls talked about list. it. Bulls only have guards, and all Portland has is guards too. So I don't know. I don't know about that. And I, I do like the the Clippers idea. I think if you add Drew to a Clippers team, well, well. Speaking of Clippers, like the one I know Philly is like really really interested in Drew, and the one that I mean, where it's where he started. Yeah, it's where it all began. Yep, the it's where pr- it all ends. It's uh the process began when and when Philly traded Drew Holiday out. You do that. I don't know if I mean you do that and Philly kind of. I still don't think they're as good as Boston or um, Milwaukee, but it keeps you know keeps Joel a little bit happier, less in the hot seat. And I mean, yeah, because Joel still going to be a very you're still going to be a fifty plus win team, in my opinion, with Drew. Yeah. And then the other thing I was seeing is like it'd be a three team deal where the Philly could somehow send Harden to the Clippers. He gets what he wants. Portland gets whatever comp from both sides there. And Drew Holiday ends up in Philly. Yeah, I I think that'd be a. I just think with how close the season is, a big three team trade like that right after a three team trade, it just feels like it's hard to get these trades done with two teams. Make yeah. it a, these three team trades are difficult, and I I don't know I I don't like James Harden in Philly. I don't like him on the Clippers, but. I think the, I think him on the Clippers would be, I think it'd be interesting. I'd ra- I'd rather have Russell Westbrook be the starting point guard for that team. I mean, I would too, but I just don't think James Harden is gonna contribute any any of the grit and grind that that Russell Westbrook is, and that allowed the Clippers to be a a pretty solid team after that so, trade was made. I actually just did see a tweet because I was just looking to see what other teams were intrigued by Drew Holiday. And a Heat writer tweeted, Drew Holiday and Heat system defensively next to their core guys would fit like a glove. But seeing all this behind-the-scenes info with cut with Cronin in Portland, there's no way they're going to pick up the phone to call right now. So that's the other thing. The tension might be way too high for the day in trade. Where Portland's like, fuck Miami. Fuck you, Pat Riley. Like, we're not giving him to you. Hey, and this is, I guess we'll have to see um, if Pat can, if, the, if this is an ego thing and Pat has to swallow his ego and go back and communicate, or if this is just differences of opinion. This might be Joe Cronin, who really knows. Uh, I just would love to see, I would like to see Drew Holiday <laughs> on the Heat. I, just, I saw the Warriors. Do you, do you believe in that Warriors smoke for Drew Holiday? So, so they would have to trade Chris Paul. I don't, I don't. Uh, no, that's not happening. I mean, like. Boston is. Expected to show interest. Toronto. Boston has the highest odds right now to end up with Drew Holiday. Who would they trade? Probably Malcolm Brogdon and... Okay, what are they going to do? What is Portland going to do with Malcolm Brogdon? That's just like the thing I don't get. Like, yeah. they have picks, right? I, I just like... I don't know. They have picks? Not... Uh, well, I mean... they. Toronto has interest. But I don't think Toronto may. I'd rather start Dennis Schroeder. Give him the ring. That would piss me off if Toronto ended up with Drew Holiday. Toronto refuses <laughs> to go into a rebuild. They absolutely refuse. They will just. They just won't do it. They'll just make whatever move they can make to become stagnant enough to yeah. where they just 
do they, remind, they don't have to justify a rebuild. Do they remind you of Chicago? Yes. Um, like, I thought <laughs> Chicago in the mix, too. I'm like, why? What's the point of us doing that? Like, we don't get much better. I think we'd be, like, a, a solidified top six seed with Drew Holiday and Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Pat Williams, and Vucevic. I think we're a little bit deeper than people people think. All right. And But, like, I still don't think we're going anywhere with Drew Holiday. It just doesn't make sense. Like, why would we give up assets to just not go anywhere again? It just doesn't make sense. But, like, it's all to put fans in the seats. It's all about money in people's pockets. The mm, Just it's, continuity. Fucking hate continuity. Blow the ship. No one has the balls in that front office to do it. I would. Well, you heard it here first. Um, if there's one last thing I would say, there's been a Zach Lowe fl- floated a Drew Holiday for Cat straight up rumor in terms of the Timberwolves, Oof. and it's hard with it's hard with the age difference. I think. Yeah, I think it's an entertaining idea, but it is. I don't believe the Wolves would ever do that. Mainly because they're really pushing to have this uh, synergy that was lost last season due to Cat's injury, and I don't think they're going to throw it away just for a chance of Drew Holiday for a season or two. Uh, well, I think that was a great return episode. Yeah, it was electric. I got get, fired up today. Get ready to see some more content before the regular season begins. We'll do our, uh, we'll do our power rankings. We're going to do our team and player power rankings. We're gonna kind of dive into. I mean, hopefully we have a Drew Holiday trade by then too, so we even have a we even have a better landscape of the league by then. I mean, absolutely. Th- I think it's a, it's a big domino. I think it's a big domino. I mean, we just had the biggest domino. Now we just have that next one fall, and you know who knows what happens with James Harden, but I'm I just... like I think if Drew goes to Miami or Boston, I think the East will get very interesting. I cannot agree more. I cannot agree more. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you again for listening. We love all of our followers and our fans. And just remember, there's no more ride on the bench. It's Jack and Trade. And we're off the bus.